Family, it is time. It is time. And listen, tonight, I know I say that every week. I always be like, listen, tonight, then next week. Tonight, then next week. But tonight, though, but no, like for real, tonight. (laughs) Tonight's message is just going to be absolutely powerful. There's There's just this kingdom ethic that I think we're sleeping on. And I just think these next two particular messages are just going to have some oil to them. They're just going to be oily. I need you to send the link to somebody, tag somebody, so that they can come and join us. Tonight, we're talking about She Comes With Favor. Yes, Lord. She Comes With Favor. And you know we try to be equally balanced. On Thursday, I'm dealing with when a man loves you. So you don't want to miss neither one of those messages tonight. Nor do you want to miss Thursday night, but I firmly believe tonight we have a word just for you. And I was getting blessed in my study time. So let's just get to work. Take a screenshot. Tag us. Let us know where you are in the world and how this cuffing season series is blessing your life. And I'm so encouraged by all of the small groups, all the Bible studies. There is a group on, I forgot what part of Texas, I saw y'all tag me that y'all been watching it every single week, and I just love you guys so much. Love you guys so much, and hopefully, once the doors open, one day you can pay us a visit, because I just firmly believe there was just something about being in the house. Yes. So let's get to work on tonight. I just have one verse. One verse, and we're going to try, we're going to, try to exegete this whole verse. Just one verse, one of the most popular preached texts. Well, not necessarily preached, but one of the most popular texts, I believe, in Christendom. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. You probably heard it before, but we're going to break it down. Just one verse. He who finds a wife. And I want to pause right there. Listen, you have to understand that you are a wife before you are a wife. You're the bride of Christ. If a brother never puts a ring on your finger, you are Jesus' wife. You are a wife before you are a wife. Just because you walk down the aisle with a beautiful dress on and put a ring on your finger and say, I do, does not automatically transition you to the function of being a helpmeet. Just wanted to say that. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. God, you are awesome, you are excellent, you are wonderful, and we are just in high expectation of what you're going to do tonight, and I pray that you use me. The study means nothing if you are magnified and glorified, and God, I'm going to ask every single time you give me the privilege to be your spokesman, please anoint me to be your oracle, the PA system, the soundtrack of heaven. Allow this word to touch the hearts of your people in Jesus' name, and everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you drop in the comment section, amen. A man, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there is so much I have to share with you and so little time to do it. So I'm going to just get straight to work. I would like to bring your attention and your awareness to the fact that there is this attachment. There is this attachment, this kingdom ethic, this kingdom exclusive that I really don't think we understand. We really don't have an understanding with it and we really haven't grasped it. 
Because I believe if we did, we would have more people desiring to be holy. We would have more people desiring to live a life of obedience. And we would have more brothers who desire marriage. Y'all heard that right. I didn't say sisters. I said I believe we would have more men who desire marriage. And not just desire marriage, but desire a godly marriage. If we understood this kingdom ethic, I believe we would have more brothers desire a godly woman. Not just because she is a godly woman, but because he first is a godly man. Because I can't expect God to send me Proverbs 31 if I'm not Ephesians 5 type man. And I also believe if we understood this ethic, we would have less brothers trying to normalize living with each other if I haven't been married to you. Listen, don't let a brother be like, hey, you know, I love you anyway. You know, we're we going to get married anyway one day. Go ahead and slide me that key. You stupid, boy. What you talking about? What you living anyway? Don't worry about all that. You know, like we're going to get married anyway. Just go ahead and slide me that key. Uh-uh. What you living anyway? If y'all to keep asking and keep prying and keep asking this brother questions, you might find out that if his mama didn't take him back, he's homeless. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon. I firmly believe that we don't really have an understanding of this ethic because if we did, I think we would desire to be holy. If we did, I think we would have more brothers who desire marriage. And if we did, I think we would have less ladies who feel as though a man's arrival in your life is an upgrade. <laughs> Please hear me. A man's presence does not remove or cure you from loneliness. It exposes it. It will not cure you, cure you from loneliness. It will expose it. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people who are acting as though they're happy and they have everybody to see behind the retina display and they're making all these posts like they're really happy. But behind that post, they're really dealing with a real devil. And like I stated at the genesis of this cuffing season series, I said, I feel as though the Holy Spirit has called me to do this series because for the next few weeks, I want this particular series to be an investment in your soul care. I want it to be an investment in your soul care. I want how we're doing to be more important than how it looks like we're doing. That part though, did y'all hear what I just said? I want how we're doing to be more important than how it looks like we're doing because God can only anoint the authentic self. Not who you post to be, pun intended, not who you post to be, not who you act to be. I could only deal with the authentic self. And this popular scripture in Christendom, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. There might be a brother watching this message and you feel as though you dope. And that may be, that may be true. I'm not knocking you. Respect, bro. You might feel like you dope. You might feel like you got your stuff in order and you might. That's great. You might feel like you have all your ducks in a row. You might feel as though you are blessed and walking on two feet. But here's the thing. When it comes to men, we come with assembly required. Yeah, that part though. Yeah, you might be dope, but assembly's required. God looked at you and said, listen, it's not good for you to be alone. So I need to make you a helpmeet because I need to send somebody in your life that's going to help with the assembly process so that this could be an assistant to your evolutionary process. Oh, there is this kingdom ethic. There is this kingdom attachment. There is this kingdom evolution that becomes an assistant to a man's evolution process. And that happens when you have made a godly woman your wife. It comes with something called favor. 
favor. Please hear me on the nights. I can't speak for anybody else besides myself, but I'm just a man who wants to live in the favor of God. And don't misconstrue what I'm saying. You don't have to be married to have favor. You can have favor on your singleness. You can have favor on your marriage. I want favor on my children. I want favor in my ministry. I want favor on my life. I want to be a man who walks in favor, who lives in favor, who every single choice I'm making, God's hand is on because I'm doing it for his glory. There is something powerful about the favor of God. And sisters watching this, I want you to know that you are a ticket to favor. Never feel as though somebody coming in your life brings you favor. God has wired you to be a favor-carrying agent. Did y'all hear what I just said? You are wired with favor. And I'm going to try to the best of my capability for the rest of the time that we have together to try to break down and convince you that you don't want to live life free from the favor of God. I would like to speak around this thought from this subject for the time that we have together on tonight. She comes with favor. Is there anybody who receives that? She comes with favor because favor is an usher. I'm trying so hard to stay calm, y'all. <laughs> favor is an usher. Can I get you to drop that comment in the room? Favor is an usher. Favor is an usher. Favor is an usher. And the reason I call favor an usher is because favor has a way of ushering us into rooms and opportunities that you thought you missed out on, but favor held your seat. Yeah. Favor has a way of ushering you into some rooms and opportunities that you thought you missed out on, but favor held your seat. In other words, favor specializes in keeping some stuff on reserve. This is so good, y'all. Favor specializes in keeping some stuff on reserve. Do you have any Bible to corroborate your claim? Yes, I do, preacher. I'm glad that you asked. There was this one particular guy, if he could join me at the podium, his name is King David, and he would tell you he's preaching good because seven of my brothers went under the ram's horn before I got there, but the oil didn't flow until I got there. Seven of my brothers went under the ram's horn before I got there, but the oil couldn't flow until I got there because favor specializes in keeping some stuff on reserve. It doesn't matter who applies first. It doesn't matter who tries first. It doesn't matter who gets there first. They could even have the interview, but if that's yours, if God has your name on it, if God has your position on it, it doesn't matter if the boss likes them. It doesn't matter if they apply or they even get the interview. The oil can't flow until you get there. Y'all better come get me on the night. The oil can't flow until you get there. And I have a sneaky suspicion that there's somebody watching this message that you know I'm telling the truth because they turned in the application for the house first. But the realtor called you back first because favor specializes in keeping some stuff on reserve. Somebody say favor. It specializes in keeping some stuff on reserve. And I'm going to give you real life examples. There was this time my wife and I were in Washington, D.C., we we're about to fly back home to Houston, Texas, and um, this church, I don't know what happened, but some way and somehow the times got confused to where they dropped us off at the airport 28 minutes before the flight left. I'm not talking about until boarding, like, to the, like the plane departs, 28 minutes 
before the plane departs. Now, when we walk in the airport in Washington, D.C., I mean, the line is out the wazoo. There are so many people in this security line, and the first thing that's coming to my mind, we're not going to make this flight. It looks like everybody's running from a hurricane or something. Why is everybody traveling on a Sunday afternoon? I'm just trying to get home. And then to add insult to injury, at this time, my wife was a nursing mother. So all weekend, she has been expressing a whole bunch of breast milk, and she has all these baby bottles of breast milk. And if you know anything about security check-in, you can't take liquids with you. But they do allow breast milk. They just have to screen it. They have to test it to make sure that it's really breast milk. I understand we need security. I'm for it. I love it. Thank God for it. But on this particular time, I was like, Miss Flowers, um, you know you might have to dump that breast milk because we got to hurry up and get to the plane and she looks at me real stern and she says I'm not throwing away the milk <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to like be calm just finished ministering you don't want to be arguing in the airport and then I'm like listen babe uh, we have to hurry up and get to this plane we're gonna have to run and you know that takes an extra like five minutes for them to screen all of the breast milk and I know you can make some more don't ever say that Please, if you are a husband watching this, don't ever tell your wife she can make some more breast milk. You don't know what it takes and how much, like, the expressing process, we will never know. <laughs> don't say that. Just learn from my mistake. Don't ever, don't ever say that. And she looks at me again. She says, Jerry, I'm not throwing away all this milk. And so I don't know if y'all ever been so angry your neck get hot. Like, the back of my neck is hot. And I'm hot for several reasons. I'm hot because this church dropped this off. 28 minutes before the plane leaves and if you ever miss a flight I don't know how long we're gonna have to wait in the airport until we get the next flight and then that is not guaranteed that they have space on the flight for both of us then we got this long line so I guess the lady at the kiosk can kind of tell I'm irritated as I'm trying to get my ticket she's like sir is everything all right and I said I'm sorry uh we just try to we just got to get to our plane it leaves in 28 minutes and she says oh okay she leaves her post. Now, there's people behind us, this long line of people behind us. There are people behind us. She leaves her post, and she escorts us all the way to the front of security. They don't know who Redefine TV is yet. Jerry, Jerry has no significance. She doesn't know who we are. She just left her position. There are about 20 other people waiting to get their ticket. Then we got this long security line of a bazillion people in the line, and then she just takes us to the front of the line. She says, here you go, Mr. Flowers, and here you go, Mrs. Flowers. Y'all have a safe flight. And Miss Flowers is like, I was back there praying. You know I'm your favorite boy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jerry would not have got on that flight if it was not for the favor of my wife. Because favor is an usher. I'm going to give you more experiences. Before COVID, airplanes were just like my office. And this one particular time, I had a middle seat. Y'all pray for me. I had a middle seat between a man who was hogging the armrest and a crying baby. And then just some way and somehow, Favor saw my agony and my discomfort. And that flight attendant got on the PA system and she said, can I please have a Mr. Jerry Flowers approach the front of the cabin? I don't know what's going on. I walk up there. She's like, are you Mr. Jerry Flowers? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you've been randomly selected to first class. I was like, do it, Lord. I walk back there. I take my bag. I say, you can have all the armrests. I wave to the cute baby, and I go sit my happy tail in first class. Now, here's the crazy thing. As I'm seated in first class, I was getting some strange looks. Some people were looking at me funny. They were looking at me side-eyed, and I'm thinking, like, why are they looking at me like that? Do I have something on my clothes or something, something on my face? Why are they looking at me like that? Until I sat down, I began to think. I got for free what they had to pay for. 
Did y'all hear what I just said? I got for free what others had to pay for. And sometimes favor allows you to get for free what other people had to pay for. And I don't know who I'm preaching to on the night, but I had this epiphany while I was in college that Jesus is the best usher because he paid for stuff that we no longer have to try to pay for. There was a time we tried it with the blood of bulls and the blood of goats, but Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, now has it to where I have joy and I didn't have to pay for it. I have peace and I didn't have to pay for it. I have clarity and I didn't have to pay for it because Jesus paid the penalty. Is there anybody thankful for favor? Drop in the comment section favor, favor, favor. And oh, by the way, this is an attribute that comes with a godly woman. Favor, favor. So I, I would like to give you some biblical references to better corroborate my claim. And we're going to have some biblical icons join us. So in Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, it says, So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground, the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But, that's my favorite word in the Bible, y'all. That conjunction. But Noah found, what's that word? Favor. In the eyes of the Lord. Hmm. So wrath was coming, but Noah found favor. Judgment was coming, but Noah found favor. Something was about to happen, but Noah found favor. And what is favor? Favor is when God's hand of special preferential treatment becomes your usher and your security. Did y'all hear what I just said? Favor is when God's hand of special preferential treatment becomes your usher and your security. Because he had security that protected him from what was about to happen. And I want you to notice this. The Bible says that Noah found favor. It didn't say that his family found favor. Listen, y'all, I talked about this before, but I need you to get it. I need you to get it. I need you to get it. Please be more concerned about their attachments versus their accessories. Their accessories is them having a six-pack. Their accessories is her having more curves in the highway. Her accessories is her being beautiful. His accessory is his beard is on fleek. Her accessories is she just makes you laugh. His accessory is he's always there for you. But his attachment could be a storm. His attachment could be trauma. His attachment could be drama. Her attachment could be a bad attitude. Y'all not talking to me. I need you to look at the attachment. Because if I have people in my life that have kingdom attachments, if I have people in my my life that have godly attachments it may not even be your season but it'll end up feeling like your season because you connected to somebody who's connected and I know there's so much preaching about having a Boaz man but what if I were to say you might need a Noah type man you need a man who hears God and then follows a blueprint and then now you can walk into something I don't want to just have somebody that has me walk into trouble I want to have a Noah type man that you build something that God told you to build and I can walk in protection I can walk in clarity I can walk in peace I need an ark builder please hear me please hear me Noah loving the Lord and being obedient caused him to be an ark builder. And I wonder, have a lot of us settled for a flood producer instead of an ark builder? So your life is flooded with drama. Yeah. Your life is flooded with pain. Your life is flooded with anxiety. 
Because instead of trusting God to send me a builder, I have settled for a flood producer. Woo, I feel like that hit somebody all in the neck, all in the esophagus. Listen, I believe during the dating phase, during the dating phase, the man is supposed to interview and the woman is supposed to inspect. The man is interviewing to see if you're even worthy of joining my enterprise. And the woman is inspecting to see if you even are an enterprise or are you just a recreation. When you're an enterprise, this brother means business. But when you're a recreation, he just want to play with you. Preach, Lord. He just want to play with you, your body, your time, your emotions. I want somebody who's an enterprise. When I step into this thing, I just entered into a prize. I need to be able to inspect. Do you really match what you're saying? Are you just good with your lip service? Brothers, we need to look for suits and not nightgowns. When she's a suit, she helps house you for your assignment and your purpose. When she's a nightgown, she can't do nothing for you outside of the bed. Ouch. <laughs> Let's work up in here. Somebody say favor. And that's just one attribute that comes with godliness and a godly woman. Let's keep going. Next biblical icon. Genesis 37. We're going to launch at verse 3. It says, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. He made him a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. They hated him. See, I need you to understand this. Sometimes, sometimes your people who hate you in private, you won't know about it until your favor goes public. You won't know who really doesn't like you in private and in secret until your favor goes public. Because favor cuts the grass which reveals snakes. <clears throat> favor cuts the grass which reveals snakes. I believe, like the Bible says, when they saw Joseph walking, they already couldn't stand Joseph. But they had a real problem with Joseph when they saw him wearing that robe. I could just imagine they already didn't like him, but when he had that robe on, they really hated him. Because what was that robe? All the robe was was an outward confirmation of favor's participation. So good, y'all. All the robe was was an outward confirmation of favor's participation. And whenever favor shows up, haters start conversations. Bars. I need to say that again. All the robe was was an outward confirmation of favor's participation. And every time favor shows up, haters start conversations. Favor makes people hate more. It, 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 causes, it causes for haters to really find other people who hate you as well. And they try to join teams and badmouth you, bad you together. And here's the thing. I understand now when the text says that blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Scornful people are always seated. They always say the most, but do the least. They always say the most, to do the, but do the least. The first to criticize, the last to contribute. Sitting on the bench, bench warmers, and constantly criticize the starting lineup. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They don't understand how favor operates. 
See, if you're jealous because your sister got a raise, you don't understand how favor operates. If you're jealous because your brother got a promotion, you don't understand how favor operates. If you're jealous because she got married, you don't know how favor operates. If you're jealous because of what God just gave them, you don't know how favor operates. Because God never gives favor to a person for a person. He always gives favor to that person for a people. Preach Holy Spirit. God never favors a person just for a person. Whenever God favors a person, it is always for a people. The only reason God has anointed me and favor for me to preach this word, it's not about subscriptions. It's not about likes. It's not about follows. It's not about putting my name in lights. The reason I've been anointed and favored to do this is for a generation. It's for generations before me, after me, and during me. And I'm trying to unlock something and activate something on the inside of you that God is saying, hey, if you live a life of obedience, if you live a life of purpose, if you follow my word, if you seek me day and night, if you meditate on my word, you're going to live a life of favor. Favor on me is always for you. Joseph's brothers didn't recognize this. And if you don't recognize it, you'll get jealous of you over your future provision. Woo! This is so good. When you don't understand how favor operates, you can end up getting jealous over your future provision. God favored Joseph to get your behind some grain in the midst of a famine. And I wonder who's watching this message that if you don't understand how favor operates, you could be throwing your own Joseph in a pit. Can I get somebody to put this in the room? Favor on me is favor for you. Say it one more time. One more time for somebody who's irritated because somebody just got blessed. One more time because you got ir irritated by what they posted. So one more time, favor on me is really favor for you. I'm going to give you more Bible. I'm trying to get this. Before we're done, I want you to be a people like, listen, I don't want to live life without the favor of God. I don't want to make choices without the favor of God. Because when you have favor on your life, you live life with the favor factor. You live life with just because they say they're not hiring, that doesn't always apply to you. Just because the doctor says we can't do anything, that doesn't always apply to you. Just because everybody doesn't know how to find a way out of this, that doesn't always apply to you. Because favor causes you to transition into the law of exception. Everybody's getting divorced except me. Everybody's losing their mind except me. Favor causes for you to experience the law of exception. Keep going. Esther. My girl Esther. Esther chapter 2, verse 8, it says, When the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many girls were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Hegai. Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Hegai, who had charge over the harem. The girl pleased him and won, what's, his, what's this word? His favor. Immediately, he provided her with beauty treatment and special food. So she got like the food in the back. <laughs> she got the special food. And he assigned to her seven maids. What type of woman needs seven? Leave it alone. Seven maids selected from the king's palace, not the hood. Selected from the king's palace and moved her, look at this, and her maids into the best place in harem. Okay, we're going to have to break this down and exegete this. I want you to see three things about Favor's personality. I want you to see th three things that Favor does, okay? Number one, Favor on us pleases those in authority over us. 
Favor on us pleases those who are in authority over us. Okay? Now, please hear me. When favor is on your life, you never have to spotlight yourself. When favor is on your life and you're working faithful in the shadows, nobody knows your name. You're behind the curtain. When favor is on your life, you'll never have to spotlight yourself because favor will become your marketing specialist. Favor will become your marketing specialist, and nobody could favor, nobody could market you the way that favor could market you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Nobody can market you the way that favor can market you. Because some way and somehow, your website will just come across the desk of a CEO. Some way and somehow, when favor's involved, your flyer and your business card will somehow end up in the hand of somebody who has influence and that can open a door for you and that can get you on a stage or that can connect you with people because God gives you favor with people who matter. And if these people don't notice how awesome you are, they don't notice how great you are, they must must not matter to your destiny. But God gives you favor with the critical people who are essential for your destiny. In some way, somehow, when favor gets evolved, involved, it will allow you to connect with people who can allow you to get on a stage, a platform, or in a space that you need for your assignment. When favor is involved, that dream that you're hustling on at night will no longer be a side hustle, but it will transition to your primary source of income. Bible all day, your gift will make room for you. Favor. When favor's involved, it will have people just as confused as you. They'll be like, man, how did you get on that? How, how did they hear about you? How did they hear about your ministry? How did they hear about your law firm? How did you do this? Like, we're spending thousands of dollars on marketing. Who is your marketing specialist? Who is your marketing agent? Who are you signed with? And all you'll be able to say is, baby, I'm signed with the kingdom. I'm signed with the kingdom, and favor knows how to market me better than any marketing specialist in the world. Somebody say favor. Favor. <laughs> the thing about favor, favor will have you end up getting noticed when you're not even trying to get noticed. Favor. And this is just one quality that comes with the godly woman. Number two. The second thing we see from this particular passage in Esther about favor is favor provides. Can I get everybody to put that in the chat? It provides. It provides. Favor provides. The Bible says, after Esther won the king's favor, he immediately provided. Listen, favor can reach and get off the top shelf what everybody's reaching for, but they're not favored for did y'all hear what I just said? Favor has a way of getting off the top shelf what everybody's reaching for, but they're not favored for. I mean, the, the thing about favor is favor will have you getting on accident what people are straining to get. <laughs> they hustling and trying and doing everything they can to get it, but favor has a way of causing you to get stuff on accident. And I know I'm new school, but I grew up old school. And there was a statement I kept hearing the church mothers and the church elders say. I didn't understand it, but now I do. They would say, baby, favor ain't fair. <laughs> favor ain't fair. It would have people just as confused as you are. They'd be like, what did you do to get to the front of the line? I've been standing here for three hours, two, three hours trying to get through this, get through this security. This is not fair. I don't know how I got this position. I don't know why she just decided to leave the kiosk and lead us to the front of the line. I just know that, baby, favor ain't fair. I don't know what happened to cause this lady just to randomly select somebody with the last name of Flowers and cause me to sit in first class. I had nothing to do with it. I'm just as confused as you. I'm shocked too. You, me too. 
I don't understand it either. I don't know why God has been this good. I don't know why he's been this merciful. I don't know why he's been this faithful. I don't know why he's been this kind. I don't know why he's been this loving. I don't know why he's blessing me despite of everything I've done. I don't know. If you can find out, you tell me. But I'm just as confused as you. I'm up here preaching high pitch because I'm just as confused as you. I don't understand it. But I do thank God for favor. And once you experience the favor of God, I don't ever want to live life without it. Favor moves you. It provides. And listen, hustling can't get you that. Grinding can't get you that. Overtime can't get you that. Working hard and spending money and trying to be sneaky under the table, that can't get you that. Favor has a way of being your tall assistant that can reach and get off the top shelf what everybody's reaching for but they're not favored for. So good, y'all. Listen, he provided her with beauty treatments and special food. I'm thinking not just food, but special food. Y'all ever, this happened to me in my house all the time. Have y'all ever, like, wanted something to eat and you get your food, but then you look at their plate and you're like, okay, we both are in the same house. How in the world does your plate end up looking like that? And my play end up looking like this. I could just imagine all these girls. Because, you know, women sometimes, they have this comparison thing. I don't know why. I saw it in high school. There'll be a pretty new girl come to the school. She walk in the room, and just girls look at her like, mm. like what'd she do? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't even do nothing. It's like y'all sizing her up. Mm, that's probably not even her real hair. I'm just sizing her up. I just imagine all these women, and then, like, they're eating cheese and crackers, and Esther walks in here with some salmon and some asparagus and roasted potatoes and some carrots and all her maids carrying all this stuff while they just eat some crackers and cheese. Could y'all imagine how those, <laughs> could y'all imagine how they failed? But favor provides. Favor provides. Favor will have you having a fruitful life while those who are settling have a stale life. And this is just one attribute that comes with the godly woman. Number three, what we see in this text with Esther is favor moves you. Favor moves you. Please hear me. Favor will move you from your one-star struggles to your five-star accommodations. Esther chapter 2, verse 9. I'm not just making this up. Look at this. He assigned to her seven maids selected from the king's palace and moved her. And her maids into the best place in harem. Favor moves you. Okay, listen. If you're Noah, favor moved you from coming raft to being the captain of the first cruise line called Noah's Ark. If you're David, favor moves you from being in the pasture with sheep to being in a palace with servants. If you're Joseph, favor moves you from being in a pit to being the second most powerful man in Egypt. And if you're Ruth, favor moves you from gleaning in the field to now being the wife of the owner of the field because favor moves you. Now, if this is a critical component for all of these people's destiny, how much more do you think that you need favor and I need favor? I'm going to give you more, Bible. Look at this. Um, in Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 2, Verse 51, it says, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother, a lot of us just breezed past that part, was obedient. He was obedient to them. We're talking about Jesus. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in 
favor with who? God and man. Now, if Joseph needs favor for his assignment, if Joshua needs favor for his assignment, if Ruth needed favor for her assignment, if Esther needed favor for her assignment, if David needed favor for, her, for his assignment, and Jesus needed favor for his assignment, how much more do you think that you don't need favor for what it is that God has called you to do? See, when favor moves you, you're going to have to learn to let certain things go. Because just because you move doesn't mean things can move with you. Favor shows you what is no longer needed. Okay, so look at this. All right. So I have these charges, right? These are just random Apple charges, okay? So when I got my iPhone, I don't remember what number it was. This was the charger for the iPhone that I had, right? And um, as I got this new phone, I didn't think nothing of it. I just plugged up the new phone to this old charger. Somebody said mistake. I plugged up this old charger to this new phone, and then all of a sudden, my iPhone started getting hot. It's like, why my iPhone so hot? I mean, I don't know if y'all phone ever been like this, and it's not because it was summertime. I got this, you know, Apple always releases stuff in the fall, so I got this one. It was pretty cool outside. I'm like, why my phone so hot? And then it started to get so hot to where it was hard to hold. I began to unplug it. I go to Apple. I say, hey, man, uh, y'all um, served me a, de a defective phone. This phone is hot. Feel this. They said, oh, yeah, we see this, sir. Um, what charger are you using? Um... Well, I, I was just using the, the charger that I've been using. No, you, you see, when, when God takes you to a new level, what used to charge you can't charge anymore. So now you got to get a different charger, a charger that can handle, and it can release the velocity. It can release the oil. It can release the anointing. It can release the clarity because there are a whole lot of features on this phone that you'll never be able to experience if you keep on trying to be charged by old things. A lot of us were charged by the club. We were charged by weed. We were charged by having sex with multiple people. But when favor is on your life and God is calling you higher, we can't live like that no more. It's not about legalism. It's because all of these features are new now in your new life, and you won't be able to experience them if you keep on trying to be connected to old things and now you wonder why you're in hot places you wonder why you're having hot situations it could be because you're trying to be charged by old things he says now nah, you you need to use the the new charger you need to use the new charger the lightning charger because now this one is compatible with what you have and so later on I got a macbook and I couldn't use that charge anymore the MacBook, it came with a different type of charger. Now, the crazy thing, this one is bigger. It's because now this requires more power. I wonder who's watching this message. You're trying to be charged by old things, but in this season, you need some new power. Your connections need to be able to maintain what's on your life. It's not about you being better than anybody. I'm just saying the same way that you outgrow clothes is the same way you can outgrow people. And the same way you can outgrow clothes is the same way you can outgrow circles. Matter of fact, if all of your friends have on the same outfit they had on when you first met them, you have a dead circle. Because the sign of growth is I should be able to outgrow some outfits. You should be outgrowing your pity. You should be outgrowing your clapback. Why are you looking at me like that? There should be growth. When you do the ultrasound of how your spirit is growing, you should not be able to be charged by old things. New things now should be able to charge me because I'm in a different place. Can I get somebody to drop the comment? That expired. <laughs> that expired. So how does, how does favor work? Three points, I'm going to get out your way. How does favor work? Number one, favor, 
Favor is married to obedience. See, we're not going to get the amens right here. We're not going to get the shouting right here. We're not going to get the, oh, not gonna get that right here. Favor is married to obedience. Listen, when you live a life of obedience, doors will open that you never had to knock on. When you live a life, I feel like I'm losing my whole amen section, right? When you live a life of obedience, favor will put a ring on your finger. Favor will make you its spouse when you live a life of obedience. However, when we live a life of disobedience, favor will divorce you. See, we're not getting the amen right there, right? Just like obedience could expedite the process, disobedience causes delays. Yes. Let's stay right here for a second. I feel like my iPhone is starting to get hot right now. Yeah, yeah, disobedience. I wonder how many of us are asking for a next level of blessing, but we still have current disobedience. You wonder why God isn't telling you anything new? It's because you haven't followed the old instruction I told you. To you, this is an old thing, but to, to God, this is still the current thing. You still have not let that go. Why are you still conversing with them? Well, I just, I just don't feel God anymore. I just, I just wonder what happened. Uh, if you ever feel far from God, he ain't the one who moved. He's not the one who moved. Give you Bible all day. God never wanted Israel to have a king. But since they asked for a king, God gave them what they asked for. King Saul was the first king. God gave him an instruction, and he didn't follow it. He didn't follow it. Samuel had to come check him like, yo, what is this? I hear cows and I hear all this stuff. The Lord told you to, to, to annihilate all of this. And he said, calm down. You're doing 90 to 30. I plan to offer this as sacrifices to the Lord. Have you ever been disobedient in the name of God? Woo! Have you ever tried to blame God for your disobedience? You tell, well, you know what? I, I, I prayed and this is what I feel like God telling me. Using God, and really what you're doing is, don't try to challenge me. I'm going to try to put God's name on this so that you have no credibility to what you're about to say. Oh, it's getting hot, y'all. <laughs> it's getting hot, and I ain't talking about Nelly. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot. Have you lived a life of disobedience, and you wonder why it seems everybody else around you who is following kingdom principles is living at a different level than you? And have you started to get salty off somebody else's favor? But you haven't recognized that favor is married to obedience. And because Saul didn't obey, God said, I'm going to strip the kingdom from you, and I'm going to give it to somebody better than you. That messed Saul up for the rest of his life. And I'm trying to get you to understand, if you want this favor, all the stuff we were shouting about, and yes, and hallelujah, 20 minutes ago, do you live a life of obedience? Do you live a life of obedience? Because God's going to ask you to do things that doesn't make your flesh feel good, but it makes him look good. And if you still make decisions that make you look good, that make you feel good, you can't live a life of obedience. All right. That was kind of hot. All right. Let me give you some AC. Number two, favor RSVPs for jealousy. So if you can't handle criticism, Oh, Lord, if you can't handle people talking about you, if you can't handle people who have trigger fingers, they always got something to say in the comment section. I get them all the time. I don't even read them. First of all, you think block, delete. 
I don't even have time for it. I don't have time when I recognize that God has given me an assignment and God has given you an assignment. Why are you giving your effort to bench warmers? You will let somebody send you a text message and their bad vibes made you have a bad day? No, ma'am. No, sir. No, sir. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not going to let you throw my whole day off, but I need you to know if you favored the people who didn't like you in silence, in private, favor is going to reveal it in public. For Joseph, he was favored, but it RSVP jealousy with his brothers. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah, he was favored, but that RSVP jealousy with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the chief priests, yeah. If you're, if you're Esther and Mordecai, favor was on you, but it RSVP jealousy with Haman. And I wonder, can you handle just one side of the blessing? Please hear me. On the side of favor and blessing, there's always a dirty side. And a lot of us are asking God for blessings, and God's like, yeah, you can handle that. But you can't handle the dirty side. Because the more your your ministry grows, the more people try to take you down. The more God favors your life, the more Joseph brother type people you're going to have. And God's like, yes, I know that you're ready for the blessing, but you still will respond to the dirty side of it. I need you to be so free and so secure in me that I could bless you and you won't even give your attention to the dirty side. This is so good, y'all. Number three, favor on me benefits you. This right here should cause deliverance to break out and nobody should ever be jealous because God never favors a person for a person. He always favors that person for a people. When God blesses me, it's for me to bless you. When God blesses you, it's for you to bless them. It's never about you. It's never so that you can heighten your fence. It's always so that you can lengthen your table. And this means when, God, when I see somebody else walking in favor, I celebrate them. Because you don't know their favor in this season might be your provision in the next season. And whoever, you are, you, whoever you're connected to and God has given them favor, celebrate them. Celebrate them. Praise God for them. I believe sometimes God will allow somebody to get promoted in your face to test your heart. All right. Last one, the favored man and the favored woman. We receive so many messages, so much content about when is God going to do this and my husband's like this and they like this. And I'm trying to get you to understand on tonight, we quote it all the time. Verse 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. But I don't really think we understand the power of favor. And when a man surrenders his life to God, He positions himself to have a Noah effect. Everybody who's connected to me benefits from my favor. I want friends like that. I want a community like that. I want a church like that. I'm not jealous because I know your favor is not even about you. And this is why I can never get arrogant because every stage, every platform, every follow, every every view, it's not about you, Jerry. It's about the glory of God. And what God is doing in your life is for somebody else. Somebody's watching this message right now, and you don't even recognize the fight that you're going through. I feel you. Somebody don't even recognize the fight that you're going through is not even about you. 
And you're saying, God, why is this happening to me? I didn't do nothing to deserve this. Why is this happening to me? And you don't even recognize this slaying of this giant is not even for you. It's so that those behind you on the side of you never have to deal with the same uncircumcised Philistine. You're fighting and you're going through this warfare so that you can get a blueprint. What you're going through is going to be somebody else's survival guide. It's not about you. It's not about you. We become so self-centered. My stuff, my car, my house, my money, my name. We become so caught up with ourselves, our mind. But what if we were to come people where me, my, and I dies? And it's all about you, God. Whatever I have is for you. All the possessions are for you. My heart is not attached to any of them because if the devil hits that, it'll feel like he hits me. But if I have my faith, even if he hits that, my faith could have me get that back. It's not about that. It's about me having a relationship with you. And I just wanted to come on here for a few moments and try to convince a generation, you want the favor of God. You don't want to live life without the favor of God. The favor of God is a critical, comp a critical component of your destiny. Jesus needed it, Noah needed it, David needed it, Ruth needed it, Daniel needed it, Joshua needed it, and we will be up here for the rest of the night if I just keep naming biblical icon after biblical icon. If they needed it, how much more do you think you need it for your life? So God, help us to understand that when we follow you, we have the favor factor. And not only do we have the favor factor, God, but the favor on us is for those next to us. Help us to stop feeling as though we're less than because somebody hasn't arrived. Help us to understand that we're the favor factor. And we don't want to live lives, God, without your favor, without your hand being on it, and without your endorsement. Because the safest place we could ever be is in the will of God. Brink Security can't give us that. A Rockwaller can't give us that. A 9mm or 45, it cannot give us that. But the peace of God, the favor of God, the protection of God is what we want to live in. And we repent for any area in our life where we've been rebellious and disobedient because we want your heart and we desire to be favored. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.